Hello and welcome to the NBA podcast on the SP Weekly channel. I'm your host, Samit Paul, and I'm delighted to be joined by my co-host and NBA guru, Jack Cowlin. Jack, how you doing? All good, mate. First week down, which has uh, been an exciting one. Very enjoyable end to the week as well. So um, yo to you and yo to the listeners. Good man. Right. So we've had plenty of hoops action since Wednesday, when we last spoke. Uh, we'll look back on how the Celtics did, how the Bulls got on and various other franchises this week. We'll also talk team of the week from Jack and make our betting picks. But first, Jack, let's tip things off with a discussion on your Boston Celtics. You've obviously played the Bucks and the Heat since we last spoke. Two wins, 96-89 against the Bucks and 96-90 against the Heat. Two fairly close ones, but you've got Ws. Thoughts on the game? Positives, negatives? How's it looking so far? Yeah, mate, nice to uh, to keep the momentum going, really. That's four, four straight for us, obviously, since the slightly daunting starts of the season. So, um, you know, with the Bucks, I think that was a game of two very evenly matched teams, you know, I think... They're going to be with us neck and neck in that sort of mid to higher places in, in the East. You know, we, we did a good job on Yanis, but he still puts up ridiculous scores, even though, you know, I actually thought we played him pretty well. Um, Jalen Brown had a, had a really poor game, actually. You know, certainly in the first half in particular, nothing was dropping for him at all, which was frustrating. You know, we were just starting to really get this, you know, motors going on that steam train as we were on that hype train, I should say, as, as we were getting getting there. But that was a bit of a back to reality for Jalen, who had a really... Poor game, but um, all about our stars really against the Bucks. You know, Al and, and Kyrie getting us the W. You're coming up big, particularly in the fourth quarter. You know, I think at the minute Horford's showing his true all-star quality again. You know, we know he's not a particular huge scorer, but he can turn it on occasionally. And um, everything else he does is so incredible. You know, it's, it's spoken quite widely about how other players admire him and, and such. And he does so much in the game that doesn't go on the stat line, you know, the assists to the assists and screens and, and things like that, and, yeah. um, which is amazing. And, and his defence has been incredible. You know, Brad's come out and, and sort of publicly praised him and, and thinks he should get more nods when it comes to sort of talking of the best defenders in the league. And, and you know, he certainly this year has been, um, you know, hell of, a, hell of a good on that side of things. And his rebounding seems more consistent as well. He's averaging just under nine this year. He was just over seven last year and then um so really impressive impact from from Al and then Kyrie as well showed his class too with some some big scoring when it mattered so great win overall against the Bucks nice to get that one back from them and, and we're obviously all square with them for the season having uh, two early encounters with them um and then the Heat you know last night really really good game solid win felt fairly comfortable to me without Whiteside it felt as though we were able to sort of control around the basket and capitalise on that I thought Marcus Smart had his best game of the season really nice to see him come in and positive of an impact you know he, he nailed some free point um some free pointers which always helps including one incredible deep one as well where he's um, closely guarded so that was really impressive um but just really ran the show with the second unit um that was great and he seems to be building up a nice little partnership with um daniel tice as well the german who's um who's had a promising start to his year so that's encouraging Rogier's dropped off a little bit quieter the last couple of games, but um, those three could be a solid foundation for the second unit. And then when Marcus Morris comes back, um, our depth should be looking pretty good, actually. But Curry had another really good game, field percentage, um, and three-point shooting is still not at the level we expect, but he's you know he's running around for sort of 32%, I think, for three-pointers at the moment, when he really sort of closer to the 40% mark, 38 to 40%, I think, is sort of his average for his career. So, But he is starting to really dominate during periods of games now. Like, you know, certainly I expected him to, to sort of take that more real lead and just kind of get to the basket when he wants, sink some important shots. And um, he's starting to do that, which is really exciting. And then um, our boy, you know, Jason Tatum as well, you know, he had an okay game against the Bucks. It was, um, you know, a bit more of a sort of maybe a rookie performance, some really good glimpses and some not so, but against the Heat, he looked... Incredible, really. You know, he, he sort of his scoring is just so so excited. You know, some of the fadeaways and getting to the baskets and pushback dunks and stuff is amazing. But his defense 
looks incredible and, and you know our defense on a whole has looked fantastic I, you know providing we lost Crowder and Bradley who everyone would say were our best defenders last year you know we're actually ranked second in the whole NBA at the moment for defense which is um yeah just boggles the mind really and I, I sort of think Tatum and Horford and Brown are all having you know really strong defensive years Kyrie is actually offering more than most expected um you know I think he's actually doubled his steals per game which is, is really good so um yeah our defense is, is looking really encouraging because the offense will get better and better as the year goes on so um nice way to end the week since we last spoke two two solid without spectacular wins but um two wins nonetheless so uh, happy days over here absolutely i think obviously it's still earlier in the season but the thing that kind of stands out to me again they're not going to be i don't think in my sort of predictions direct rivals at the top of the eastern conference when it's all said and done with the regular season but like i said the thing that stands out for me is just that you've got wins over the bucks and the heat and like you mentioned close wins tightly contested but wins nevertheless and so for me that's that's pretty impressive so from that yeah. angle you've got to be impressed as well and happy with with how things have gone the last uh, couple of games definitely yeah you know obviously we were talking before and the wins had uh, you know obviously come across um against the knicks uh, and you know teams <laughs> where again it's a little bit harder but these are two legit teams that, that probably are going to be in the playoffs um come uh, obviously uh, the end of the year and and we might be facing them so it's always good to start figuring them out and, and show that you're able to beat them and, and just have that bit of confidence should that happen Good stuff. Uh, while you were winning your games, the Chicago Bulls won a game of basketball, Jack. Hey! <laughs> Finally. Happy days. I thought it was never going to come, but it did. 91-86 against the Atlanta Hawks, who are equally as <laughs> desperately poor as us, but it is the way. Uh, kind of takeaway from that game for me was the impressive nature of just how the scoring was shared out. You've got and Lopez, Grant, Holiday, Valentine, all the five starters in double scoring figures. Yeah. Uh, just very good to see Markkinen looking good uh, we'll come to the Thunder game in a minute which is a completely different story but <laughs> good old Larry sticking out for me very impressed with him uh, you did share a stat with me I'll leave that one to you on Twitter but yeah just happy to get a win uh, it's, they're going to be far and few between the season obviously with the, the lack of quality and depth that we've got in this squad but how did you assess that win over the Hawks and to follow it up an absolutely sh- shocking game against the Thunder, which we both kind of called in uh, our previous pod in terms of the Bulls struggling to score. So, yeah. <laughs> mate, 61, I think it was, wasn't it, against the Thunder? So, uh, I think if we averaged it out, you would have been under that 85 that we went for. <laughs> yeah. But, um, no, mate, got to celebrate that first win. I told you it was coming. I had, I had confidence. <laughs> it was, um, no, you know, that really was, um, you know, uh, if you're going to win a game, you know, the Hawks, as I said, it, you know, thank God you're not a supporter of them at the minute. I feel sorry for their fans. But um, no, it was good, as you said. And, and as you said, definitely the most important bit was the the sharing you know, of the scoring and such, everyone contributing. You know, I think Lopez led the line, but um, Mark and obviously 14 points and 12 rebounds, you know, including the late three-pointer that, that secured it was, uh, was really good. So um, I thought it was um, a solid win. What do you think of the name, the Marksman for Markkinen? I've heard that's the, the nickname they're trying to give him. You, you're a fan of that? Yeah, I'm happy with that. Because I also heard one the other day, the finisher, which was just not no. my cup of tea at all. So I'm not having that. But yeah, I'm quite happy if that one catches on and sticks. Yeah, I'll, I can deal with that. Okay. Um, I quite like it, Marksman. It's, it's quite nice and easy, isn't it? So, uh, But he, um, yeah, I thought he was... Um, he was, he's been really impressive, hasn't he, over, over the last couple of games. So, um, yeah, you know, the Thunder game, as you said, the... The least said, probably the better, but, um, you know, Westbrook triple-double, Paul George was four from five from three, Carmelo checked in 20 points, you know, just too much talent, too much know-how and too much overall, really, for, for you guys, but um, would have been for a lot of people, but um, I just thought as though that one was just a real, you know, 
Christ, let them enjoy a win for for Christ's sake, Fundy. <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden, <laughs> bringing them back to reality was um was a bit harsh. But yeah, Markin, you know, first player in NBA history to to make ten three pointers in his first three games, um, is he's averaging sixteen points and nine point three boards. So um, yeah, you know, all of a sudden, could he could he be a steal? You never know if he, if he's up to sort of you know maintaining this level and and maybe you know carrying on showing improvement over the next couple of years. You might look back and. Maybe the Butler trade wasn't such the bargain that everyone's been calling it. But um, impressive from him. Good to get the W. Um, to at least get rid of that naught. It's important that you get that done, isn't it? Exactly. It's not the place to be, to be one of the last teams looking for that win. So uh, definitely happy with that. <laughs> and like I said, it is a case of a season of just looking for positives. And so far, Markkinen's emerging as the biggest positive for me. So if he can continue this and uh, continue to look good, then gives me a little bit of hope moving forward. Not a lot of it, yeah. but uh, yeah, it's, it's enough for me to, to enjoy for now. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, overview of any of the standout results and performances. I want to pick up on the Wizards in particular. They obviously lost to the Lakers after all that build-up between Wall and Ball, <laughs> which was brilliant. Uh, the one kind of talking point that I want to bring up in particular is uh, comments of Bradley Beal after the game. They weren't up for it from the get-go. They underestimated them. Kind of comes back to the point that I made in our last pod about me, A, not liking the Wizards, something completely separate, but... Number two, just in terms of them, I just feel that they'll butt it when it really matters. I just don't feel they've got the, just the kind of mentality to be real contenders. You hear what Beal's saying, you know, if you're, if you're a serious unit and you're a serious contender, A, you shouldn't be thinking that way. You should be up for it from the minute one throughout the game. And B, you certainly shouldn't be making it public because I don't feel that kind of reflects on them well at all either. So very disappointed in the Wizards. I, I did call the Warriors loss. I felt that was going to be their first, but to lose the Lakers as well, uh, I, I was pretty disappointed in them, to be quite honest. So, thoughts on the Wizards? Yeah, yeah I said they were going to remain undefeated. <laughs> you did. Yeah. Uh, got, got that one drastically wrong. Yeah, against Lakers, you know, as you said, sort of the hype between Wall and, and, and you know, Wall and, and Bull. I didn't realise that quite <laughs> yeah. wrong. But yeah, the hype between those was, was so big. But I think it, um, for any boxing fans, I think it was more sort of. Parker versus Huey Fury rather than Joshua Klitschko, wasn't it? It was pretty damn squid. They were out there, both pretty shocking in terms of performance in that one. So that was a bit of a nothing game. But yeah, I think, as you said, I think the arrogance, you know, that they are becoming quite a confrontational team. You know, we saw it against the Warriors as well, didn't we, in terms of the Bill Draymond sort of scrap and, yeah. and things like that. And, you know, if you're going to chat a lot, you've got to back it up. And, and, you know, certainly shouldn't be coming out after a game saying we weren't up for it and things, you know, because the, these are guys that are pretty publicly saying, you know, how they're going to dominate and be the best players and be all-star and all this, that and the other when, you know, go, go deliver. You've got to deliver, you know, 99% of the time, really. And, um, yeah, this week, certainly those last couple of games, they didn't. So, um, yeah, disappointing week for them. Um, and, yeah, I was uh, completely wrong, as I said. <laughs> so uh, I'll have to, you know, shocking week for me as well. I can't hold back on myself. Well, you weren't the only one to be wrong because uh, Memphis Grizzlies decided to let me down and lose to the Mavs, which was <laughs> particularly annoying, but obviously got one back yeah. over the Mavs later on and to beat the Rockets. Uh, thoughts on the Grizzlies? We obviously praised them a lot last week with the grit and grind still going strong. Uh, what are your thoughts on those kind of performances in the last few days? Yeah, really good. Certainly against the Rockets, another good win. Good to get, the, you know, again, the Mavs. Um, obviously on a back-to-back you know it's tough to win both of those but but to pick up you know to to, to kind of respond with the win was was impressive um, and they keep going don't they you know again I think they're the top of the west at the moment and um, impressing you know for, for sure at the moment so um, looking really strong looking really good and um, looking legit you know out there in the west so impressed by those guys for sure absolutely uh, and another talking point I know you wanted to bring up was the Magic's win over the Spurs 
Obviously, you predicted them to be eighth this season. Have you changed that with the early form? Uh, Aaron Gordon looking good as well, getting a lot of love. What's your thoughts on uh, that that win over the Spurs? Yeah, you know they're um, they're looking really good, aren't they? It's an incredible start to the season. I think they're tenth in the defensive rating, but second in offense, which is hugely impressive. Third in assists, which shows you know they've really got a nice flow as a team now. Um, I think Gordon's averaging 24 points, Fournier and Vucevic 22 points, which is amazing. And, and Jonathan Simmons, who I you know said on the um, the preview one that he was, I thought he was a great addition. You know he's leading the way for the remainder of the cast. So um, yeah, you'd think they'd fall off at some point, but their record isn't overly padded. You know wins over the Cavs and Spurs in particular this week, which was a you know a real spanking for, of, of the Spurs, which was you know I didn't see that coming at all. So. Um, Fair play to them, you know, they're, they're looking, you know, really good at the moment. And, and again, they sit atop the, of the East. And as I said, I had them down at eighth. But again, you know, if, if they can carry this on for, for another month or two, they might have themselves looking maybe even a little bit higher than that. Certainly looks that way. Uh, any other games or teams, Jack? For me, I was going to bring up the Cavs. Ultimately, I know probably means nothing in the, t- in the sense that it's the regular season. You know what you get from them, and when the the postseason comes along, it's a different story. Three and three, I believe they are at the moment. Um, any concerns as a non-Cavs fan that you'd raise there, or do you just think it is a case of early season drifting through, and they'll they'll improve as the season goes on? I think there are concerns. You know, yes, the Cavs historically can you know not care too much about regular season, but there just doesn't seem to be too much of a harmonious chemistry or anything over there yet. They, you know, they, there's no signs that they're close to figuring it out exactly what they what they are, how they are, and, and how this new sort of Cavs lineup is going to look really and sort of flow. And, and a few of their, as we spoke about, more aging players have um, have disappointed so far. So, you know, again, without being concerned for them. Um, I'm intrigued. You know, I'm, I'm genuinely intrigued as to, to whether or not, again, with LeBron, they should be in the you know the NBA Finals. That, that's you know a given. But um, I don't know. He, he does need a support cast, and, and there are whilst everyone says the East is is trash, you know there are other strong backcourts or strong teams with two or three, four players contributing and things, and um, they've got to got to find it soon. So a bit disappointed for them um, for sure. But I think. From my standpoint, a couple of teams, I thought the Pistons have had a, a fairly good week, you know, picking up a couple of good wins, so fair play to Detroit. You know, I wasn't too sure on, on how are they going to look, but, um, you know, beating sort of Timberwolves and and I think they beat um, Clippers as well, which was I thought was a good win. Um, you know, Clippers have been red hot form themselves. That's been good. Pelicans, one of the teams that beat the Cavs, you know, Anthony Davis has, has been out, um, you know, came back for that game, but he'd been out before and, um, you know, they, they still managed to pick up a couple of wins. So, um, yeah, a couple of teams managed to, to have a good week, but um, I think the magic certainly with the, with the team of the week good shout kind of difficult to be too upset with the Cavs when they're struggling I'm, uh, I'm quite enjoying it at the moment I've got to admit, so <laughs> we'll see if that continues uh, you obviously yeah. mentioned the magic up there at the top of the east with the 4-1 record so far looking at the standings both on the east and west any other teams that stand out whether they're doing well doing struggling or just pottering in between that you'd expected more from or is it all businesses as you were? No, I think it's, yeah, obviously the Cavs jumps out, you know, he's being down in, in eighth, you know, being only running at 500 at the moment is it's a bit disappointing. I think, you know, Hornets and, and Heat both need to start picking up a little bit when, whilst, you know, Magic and, and Pistons and people are finding these wins, you know, Pistons in at third with a 4-2 record, same as Celtics um, and things, but Raptors, Wizards, fourth and fifth, Bucks, sixth, you know, those teams. Nets, fair play to them, you know, they run at 500 with the big injury, Jeremy Lin. Um, and D'Angelo as well missed one or two games as well. So um, fair play to them. I think they're currently sitting in seventh. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, fair play to them um, in the East. But not too much that I'm surprised by. You know, Knicks, Bulls, Hawks all holding up the rest is, uh, is probably to be expected. <laughs> Good man. Anything in the West caught your eye? 
I think Clippers, Clippers definitely at the moment are looking really impressive. You know, the, the, I've said picked up their first loss of the season against Pistons, but up in uh, with record four ones, really good um, and strong there. Pelicans had a good run to, to kind of get them up back up and sort of show that they might have potential to, to be a playoff contender, which is good. Um, you know, I think whilst we were all very excited about the potential race for, for eighth in, in, with teams like Nuggets and, and Lakers potentially and, and one or two others and things, um, that hasn't come quite come to show yet. Nuggets haven't quite impressed us as maybe some of us expected. Thunder are, are struggling a little bit to find their feet. But um, Timberwolves are up in seventh as well. But um, no, obviously too early, too small a sample size for anything to kind of be really exciting. Um, but as I said, fair play. Grizzlies and Magic deserve to be where they, where they are at the moment, at the top. Absolutely. That, just a quick point on the Thunder. I know, like you mentioned there, it's still early in the season and inconsistency is obviously going to come, but we saw a better performance from them against the Bulls. I know it's not difficult to make the, look, the Bulls <laughs> look bad, but uh, thoughts on them kind of gelling early on? Yeah, I think, as you said, there's going to be a bit of figuring out. You know, I think the, the sooner that they can make Paul George more of a primary offence weapon and, and sort of impact rather than Carmelo, the, the better off they'll be. You know, I think it's really important that they don't um, underutilize Stephen Adams as well. He's a key part of why they've done so well um, so far. But um, no, I, you know, as I said before, I think talent will prevail, and, and I think that over the regular season they might not chalk up the best win record in uh, of, of many teams. But I think one on one with teams that, that they'll give everyone a handful. So come playoff time, I think they'll start looking like a real contender. But um, no, no real concerns for for them. I feel as though it's just a case of figuring it out at the moment. Right, Jack. We're introducing a new feature, and it's called Jack's Team of the Week. So, who's made it for the first one? Clever name, that, isn't it? It's very good. So, rather than, you know, putting my Brad Stevens hat on, that, you know, so many places and positions are interchangeable now. So, two guards, two forwards, and a, and a centre is how I'm probably going to look to do this. Um, I went for Fournier from the, the Magic. I think it's important that they're um, acknowledged. You know, he's averaged 26.5 points this week. Um, and it's just under 72% field goal percentage, which is incredible. You know, uh, that sort of um, contribution levels, you know, those are sort of figures that you see people that are chucking in four points or six points or so, not 27 points. So, um, ridiculous on that. And, um, you know, he's played a key part and some big results for them. Um, and then I went for Oladipo from the, the, the Pacers. You know, I think he's low-key having an awesome start to the season. That You know, they're obviously not doing much. Pacers only a couple of wins. But, you know, 35 points against his old team, the Thunder, was amazing in the loss against them. 28 points in the, in the win against Timberwolves. And um, as I said, I think he's he's having a really good season, Oladipo. And, um, you know, he gets a lot of jip because of the, the, the trade the Thunder made to, to kind of bring him on board from the magic and things. And um, But I think in the right situation, he could be um, a real player. So um, fair play to him. So uh, Oladipo and Fournier, my guards of the week. Um Looking slightly forward, um, so Blake Griffin had to get him in there, yeah. you know, 22 points, nine rebounds and five assists averaging across the week. Um, bit of a one-man wrecking machine at the moment, you know, highlight plays coming out every game, including, you know, that monster of a dunk on the Stifle Tower, uh, Stifle Tower of Rudy Gobert, that was um, just ridiculous, it was, it was crazy, so um, Blake, you know, Fair play to him. He's an exciting, as exciting a player as there is at the moment in the, in the NBA. Carl um, Anthony Towns from the Timberwolves, actually, I, I went for. You know, again, averaging 28 points, 12 rebounds, which is really impressive. You're looking to, to truly be back to his best. A um, couple of blocks a game as well. Um, you know, defence is, is the major issue for, for the Timberwolves. But I think Towns has, has really posted a, a fantastic week this week. And, and you know, 
just a gentle reminder that, you know, he, he is the man of that franchise. You know, Jimmy Butler's obviously been brought on. He's an all-star and such. But Towns is definitely the guy that if they were ever to make those steps, he, he'll be the one that is built around for sure, in my opinion. Um, and then a centre, you know, um, a little bit old-fashioned in basketball these days, having a, <laughs> a centre. But one of the, the true centres in the league, Cousins, you know, I, I think in honesty, he's probably my player of the week. I think... 33 points, 15 rebounds and six assists is, is just crazy numbers for him to be averaging across the week. You know, Pelicans have pushed themselves back, as I said, to sort of playoff contenders. And, and without Davis, he's shown himself to be able to lead this team and, and be, um, you know, dominate um, other opponents like we know he can. So uh, a great week for Boogie um, over at the Pelicans and, and such. So I'm um, really impressed by him. Um, so... That's my team of the week. Fournier, Oladipo, Towns, Griffin and Cousins. Let me know if you agree, disagree, hate it. You know, hopefully like it, things. But just be great to hear um, any shouts from any of the listeners uh, over on Twitter. Um, that'd be great to hear as well. Good man. Any team that's got Boogie in gets my vote, so I'm more than happy with that. I love, I love that team <laughs> of the week. Good man. Right, so betting tips for this podcast. Samit's your thing. I've gone for the Cavs to beat the Knicks. You can get them at one point one three. As I mentioned in the podcast last time, that I'm trying to give you some value rather than going for really obvious picks. So a little bit of an improvement. I've gone for the Bucks to beat the Hawks, which you know, I'm hoping that there's not going to be any upsets, and you can get that at 1.44. So Bucks to beat the Hawks for me, Jack, for my sure thing. What's your jackpot bet nice. for the listeners? And did your sure thing come in from midweek? Or? No, we bottled it, didn't we? Because it was the uh, <laughs> Chris Lee's against the Mavs. I think it's important that we say to our listeners that, you know, whilst we love a flatter and, uh, you know, we are capable of winning these people, <laughs> don't go and put your mortgage on it, for, for God's sake. But um, my jackpot for this week, I think a um, threefold of Spurs to beat the Pacers, Hornets to actually beat the Inform Magic. As I said, they're due a slip up at some point, and I think the Hornets might do that tonight. Um, and then the Nuggets to win against the Nets. If you go for that threefold, you're looking at about two to five to one um, returns. So um, a bit of cash to be on there. Um, so, yeah, let's hope that we can show some form and get, win you guys some money. So, um, yeah, keep, uh, keep go out there and, and lay those bets. Excellent stuff. Yeah, I probably won't be putting my entire stake on, on my bet, but uh, we shall see. Good man. Uh, confirmation of the games on BT Sport this week. Anything that particularly stands out? What are we looking at this week? Yeah, so between us and, uh, and the midweek podcast, we've got Spurs v Pacers tonight. Chat to see, you know, one of the most effective teams in the league um, with an informal Aldridge and then Oladipo, who I mentioned earlier. It'd be good to, to you know, keep an eye on him at the moment. Um, they're on tonight at half eight. Nice. Everyone loves a Sunday. You know, you can actually do it without uh, matchsticks in your eyelids to, to watch the game, which is good. Um, and then tomorrow night, real doozy, Spurs v Celtics. You know, obviously two of the most decorated teams in, in the NBA. So, um, yeah, should be an absolute crack of that. And again, a, a really good test for um, my my beloved Celtic, so can't wait for that one. And then on Tuesday at at the uh, 2.30 a.m. slot, which um, not many of us love. I do see some diehards out there staying out for these slots. But, um, yeah, it's Warriors v Clippers. So um could be one worth staying up for because of heated rivalry between those two. You know, Clippers are kind of the, you know, um, bridesmaids, as it were. You know, they always sort of just short of, of, of the mega teams and things. But, um, yeah, you know, Blake Griffin at the moment, he's must watch. So um should be a really good game, that. So three really in intriguing games there to, to catch. And, um, yeah, enjoy between now and Wednesday. Day. absolutely sounds good good stuff jack i think that wraps us up for this week unless you had anything else you'd like to add no nothing for me good man right so we'll be back on wednesday with all the latest talk on the nba action until then nothing left but say goodbye to the people goodbye to the people <laughs>